Good morning, castaways, and welcome to Twists and Torches. My name is Cameron, and I am your host. And joining me today is my guy, Danny. Danny, how are you? I'm doing good. Happy to be here. Good. Yeah, glad to have you. Um, so for our listeners, Danny, why don't you give us a little bit, a little taste of your credentials, your survivor background? All right. All right, sure. Uh, I'm not as good as you. You know way more than I do. But I will say... I've been watching since first season. Richard Hatch was my man. Loved him. Uh, and I've been watching ever since. Uh, so I know, like, even though I've been watching that long, I know a fraction of what Cameron knows. So <clears throat> I'll try and keep up with him. But he's, uh, his knowledge is vast. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for, for the flattery. Someone wants to come back uh, right. more than once. <laughs> Uh, but I appreciate that. Always good to have a day oneer here. I was not one myself because I was about three. Uh, but <laughs> here we are, episode three, and we're on night five of Survivor 41. Very exciting. So we begin the episode again. It looks like the uh, previously on is here to go. We're, we're, we're not doing that anymore. We're just jumping right in. I didn't even notice that until you pointed it out. In your uh, previous episode, I was like, yeah, they didn't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, they, they really are. They're changing, the, they're changing a lot of stuff up. The new format, for sure. All right, so Liana uh, is talking about how she gets a little bit emotional here. She gives a confessional, and you see her alone on the beach about how maybe she didn't make the best decision uh, at the previous night's tribal council and talks about big moves. Maybe she would have been willing to vote out her mom had she been on Survivor with her mom, but definitely uh, a big moves type person. Uh, what did what did you think of this opener? Um, I mean, I think it's it's indicative of a bigger problem I found with most see early season early um, days and most seasons of Survivor is, you know, they want to there's you know there's the mentality keep this tribe strong or just get rid of somebody they see as a they see as a threat literally far down the line. They're like, this guy could win the game and it's day two and they want to get rid of him. And I've always thought that's a, not a great strategy. I always think keeping this tribe, tribe strong, excuse me, early on, I think is definitely to your benefit. And I think by doing what she did, it's not a big move. I think it's a dumb move. Frankly, she has, she has the numbers and she just got rid of uh, some of some challenge. I got to help them in challenges, frankly. I mean, I mean, I'll jump ahead real quick, and Tiffany does better in this challenge, but uh, than she did previously, but uh, not by much. And I think keeping her was definitely a poor decision, very poor. And spe specifically, when, when you're watching her, um, panic. She's she can't. <laughs> the panic she had in that last episode when she was like, "We got to switch the vote to Voce because of blah blah blah," you know what I mean? And she's just less. And what's sorry? What's the girl's the other girl's name? Uh, Evie. Evie. She is like, I've read the paper and she's not, she's not buying it. She just won't accept. And it's like, I understand Survivor. That's some Survivor paranoia, like textbook 101. But why would you choose her over just, I did, you know what I mean? It just doesn't make any sense to me in a, in a, in a long-term yes. game, specifically like when they want to get rid of Xander, I mean, they got rid of Voce obviously, but they're trying to get rid of Xander. And I'm going to tell you right now, Xander doesn't win this game. Right. Well, like it's the same thing with Ozzy. They they get rid of Ozzy quick every time. Why? He's never gonna win because he's always a target. And these people go, he but he's he's gonna win con. He's gonna win uh, challenges. Like Big Brother <laughs> slipped through there saying comps. Uh, yes. He's gonna win challenges. But listen, they don't. Nobody wins every single immunity necklace. You know what I mean? They anymore. Be, anymore. Yeah. But you, you're gonna have a chance. It's too too many. They merge with too yeah, many. Yeah, you're you'll have your chance to get rid of these strong people. I think the move is to keep the strong people early on mm -hmm. until the merge and get rid of them then. But now nah, these people are like no, no, we'll cut them early and then we'll be wicked weak and we'll just literally lose challenge or challenge. They got real lucky again to jump forward this this week. I'll tell you that rush right now. <laughs> but. I don't know. This, this is literally, I feel this strongly every single season because it always happens and they always yeah. get rid of strong people first for, for this imaginary, like, oh, I'm definitely getting that far. So let's yeah. worry about it's, the end game first. It's <laughs> definitely been a uh, modern season uh, pattern where some of the maybe physically stronger people go home in favor of trusts or alliances. And of course, Jeff 
prompts them at tribal council with that. Uh, but definitely, um, it's interesting that Liana's regret was not going, was, it wasn't that she didn't go after Tiffany. It was actually, she, she wished she had gone after Xander, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, because, you know, she, they have, all have knowledge at this point of what the advantage is, the fact that Xander can't vote. I would think that he's actually less of a threat than Voce to Liana individually. Now, in terms of maybe the three women and going later down the line, it might be a little bit different. But for Liana as an individual, I'm a little bit surprised. Um, I, I understand that she's talking about wanting to make a big move, but I feel like the Voce blindside was what you would classically call a big move at just their second tribal council. Yeah, it's big. But I will say, again... <laughs> about you you were talking about like getting rid of strong players opposed to like tr like keeping the tribe strong opposed to keeping people you trust and i think again well she didn't get rid of xander but the fact that they almost did and evie was going to go with uh tiffany when xander literally i can this dude would use those advantages on her how much he trusted her right you know what i mean and she's gonna throw that away for just having an all i, I appreciate an all girls alliance i understand it i understand where she's coming from but also you want to, you got to think about winning the game. Right. And Definitely some, some sloppy gameplay at the, the Yasa tribe, not you say I'm, I'm getting in a better habit. This Yasa. Time. Yeah. Yasa. <laughs> so also at the Yasa tribe, we get the, you know what production said, we hear you about heroes versus healers versus hustlers. We hear you. We got rid of the, the silly names because you hated that one so much, <laughs> but you complained that we, handed Ben idols or, or we were accused of handing Ben advantages. So we're going to, we're going to, you know, throw the sand in your face and say, <laughs> we're actually going to hand people these advantages and they're just going <laughs> to drop them right in the middle of camp. That was crazy. And Liana somehow misses the advantage, right? I know it was dark, but she somehow misses it. And Tiffany, who we just touched on is probably the top in the top three of the paranoidometer of this season <laughs> so far. Uh, she manages to find this advantage, you know, it was in front of the, the two other women. So she kind of had to share it, but Tiffany actually manages to, uh, to wrangle up her first advantage. All right. So, uh, once again, we have another one of these, of course, there's going to be one at every tribe. Cause this is kind of the summit twist of this episode. Um, mm -hmm. definitely getting a little bit, uh, I, I would say, and I'll, we'll get into this. And, and I, I, again, I promise myself only two rants per show. And this is going to be one of them. The, the amount of advantages that we saw in this episode, it really just dominated the airtime because the next two segments about camp life are, are primarily about these advantages. Once again, I, you might call it ludicrous amount of advantages. Ludicrous. It's bananas. How many advantages are all getting thrown around, but I will say, I do appreciate the, um, the negatives. That's interesting to me. Like take like the beware, you know what I mean? Yes, that's interesting. Even there's though it a, is kind of a risk, the risk that's the word, the risk that comes with it. But it is a crazy uh, uh, negative that they get it's losing your like yes. this very see, severe. Look, Xander ain't gonna vote for like five tribals in a row now. What's right. going on here? Yeah, we'll definitely get to that twist in yeah. particular and the implications of tonight's tribal on that. Uh, but for now, let's jump on over to Ua where JD. It's giving some of his survivor impressions. And I got to say, I was not impressed with these. As someone who also does <laughs> bad survivor impressions, I was, his woo impression in particular, not, uh, if he didn't say an exact line from the show, I would not have gotten who he was trying to impersonate, Danny. How do you, how do you feel about JD in general? So in my cast assessment, I actually said that JD was probably the scariest, most threatening person on the surface. And, Interesting. you know, we were talking about him as two other castaways. Um, you know, he's young, he's athletic, he, uh -huh. well, athletic appearing as we'll see in the <laughs> challenge. Uh, and he definitely is very threatening. And I can see why someone would want to take him out early or early merge. Uh, I, I think JD is yeah. a fun character. I don't see a long future of definitely. him in this game I because I think he's playing a, a little bit too hard, even by this season. First, first episode, loved him. He's probably one of my favorites immediately. Then uh, I'm sure we'll get into it. There's some things that happened in this episode that made me go, "Oh boy, he's not um, he's not playing the smartest game." He's some rookie mistakes uh, occur in this episode that I'm yeah. unfortunate. <laughs> Definitely in each of the episodes, we've, we've seen a pattern of, yeah, of especially Survivor highlighting the mistakes of these players. Um, another, we get a great genie moment. I'm going to highlight these all day. 
uh, because Jeannie is my current favorite. I just think she's awesome and a great character on the season. She's laughing it up at JD. But one time I might disagree with her is uh, her thinking JD's impressions are funny, but I guess you had to be there. Um, in the meantime, we get Brad, who's kind of looking on from a distance and he, he feels a little bit isolated from his tribe. Uh, and, you know, he gives a confessional about there being kind of a beach party down there and he feels a little bit uh, out of the loop. Uh, but he does manage to wrangle himself. It was right at his feet. I really thought he was going to miss it, but he yeah. found it. He managed to get the beware uh, summit advantage for for the Ua tribe this episode. Can I uh, let me pick your brain on this? What do you what are your uh, thoughts of him opening it immediately, sitting in the middle of camp? Uh, crazy! I thought it was legit bananas. So I, crazy. I may have missed that small detail. He um, doesn't move. He picks it up and he <laughs> just doesn't get up. He just opens it immediately and reads it. I mean, yeah. I guess they're all at the be on the beach, but dude, that's rookie. Get out in the forest. Go in the woods. You got. You can't read that in the middle. I mean, works out for him. I mean, I'll say. Yeah, doesn't matter. He didn't get caught. But it was the other two tribes where yeah. someone saw, it, which is interesting. It is. Yeah, they tried. They they tried. <laughs> so Brad will be the UN delegate for the Uwa tribe for this episode. Um, <laughs> next, we get to the Luvu tribe. And let me ask you something, Danny. Did you know that the Luvu tribe actually has six people on it? There's a woman named Heather that I didn't even realize. The This poor woman, she seems so sweet and she had a confessional in the first episode and I loved her cast assessment, oh but the, they're just not showing her. I'll be honest they're, with you. I, I get your joke. I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember her <laughs> right so we get uh and here's where the paranoia meter uh possibly the one person that can outclass tiffany is sydney here um who does the kind of a redux of her episode one move where she rats on nasir i don't really know why nasir trusts her because immediately afterward he gives a confessional that says she's not trustworthy uh, but sydney goes right to what is her entire rest of her tribe and basically says hey this Nasir guy, he wants you gone, Danny. You're a big threat. Uh, we don't need him anymore, contrary to what she said the previous episode. Complete 180. <laughs> this, this is how little Luvu content we've gotten, is I think the last confessional we got from this tribe was something almost identical, almost the complete opposite from Sydney, saying that Nasir was essential. Yeah, I, that came out of nowhere as well. It was just like, because the first episode, she's snitching on him, going, he's, he's saying you guys are going to get idols. And then they're like, oh, we got to get rid of Nasir. Then just radio silence. Episode next. Nasir's the greatest guy I've ever seen. He's, he's essential <laughs> to this tribe. And then immediately next episode, got to get rid of him. I don't, I don't really understand what we're missing. Uh, what's, what's the, what, in the, uh, what we're not seeing with this drastic change in opinion every episode. But Yeah, definitely some flipping going on uh, from the Sydney and Nasir department. Speaking of Sydney, she is the one to find the uh, summit advantage for the Luvu tribe and she does share it uh with a, a couple of tribe mates I believe maybe they found it around the same time um struggling to remember the details but she is going to be the one going to the summit I don't think it was all that consequential um compared to the finding of maybe the the one in the Yasa tribe um but yeah that's uh that's pretty much our Luvu content for the episode <laughs> I mean I'm, it must just they're, they're, they're dominant at yes. this point and I assume that's why because who cares? They're not going to tribal. There's nothing really we need to see because they're not turning. Well, if you want to talk about the previews, it seems like there might be something rumbling in mm -hmm. next episode with that. But I mean, that's you know that's what we see here usually when they're when they're dominant. We don't really see a lot because it doesn't matter. They're not no, they're not voting anybody out. Right. Yes, three tribes got a lot of cover. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely under editing of uh, the Luvu tribe. I wonder, you know, what the what ultimately they're gonna do as individuals and hopefully we'll get to see more of them when they become more a part of the you know the game um, not the game within the game the real game um so that's that's pretty much all we get but you know just just for a moment luvu you know people say oh they're a very strong tribe they're winning winning every challenge but if you put them like matchup to matchup person to person with yasa from episode one i mean it it's pretty close like if you just think about the people and and kind of their i guess archetype in terms of challenge performance mm -hmm. i would say that they should be like pretty on par it wasn't like they had a huge advantage obviously danny being a, a top athlete but i yeah. mean yasa had their their share of threats so uh, was it really that big of an advantage or are they just better as a team i guess um i guess we'll never know <laughs> all right so 
we go back to Ua because, you know, Luvu taking up three minutes is too much uh, for, for, this, uh, for this episode. So we go back to Ua um, and we get a confessional from JD saying, hey, internet fans, idols aren't hard to, idols aren't easy to find. What are you guys talking about? Of course, you know, in the same episode that they dropped you know, pieces of paper in front, uh, of, in front of them at camp, uh, which I thought was a little bit ironic. Um, and I, I predicted this. I'm going to be, I'm going to brag a little bit here. <laughs> I, I, I foresaw this Boston Rob fire token fake out type thing mm. where they were going to talk about how the idols are so hard. Some, maybe somebody has it. I don't know. And then we get the confessional for Brad saying, me and Jeannie found yeah. it 20 minutes ago. And I was like, I knew it. How do you feel about this Ocean's Eleven? It happens twice where we get a flashback to something that's already happened. Instead of showing us when they find it, they go, let's let's jump backwards in time and show you when this happened to give us like a reveal, like a weird reveal. I've never, <laughs> it happened, they, we had a, a Luvu and an Ua flashback. Yes. And I thought that was odd. Odd choice, but whatever. <laughs> right. Yeah, definitely. Um definitely interesting the way they framed that i thought it was it was cool if, if it's not overused um and i will say we didn't get any flashbacks to their home life this episode which i appreciated because that was you know getting a little bit stale uh from the premiere and the second one but they didn't do that so that was That's good true. so we kind of yeah. got this one and said can't complain um so yeah uh that's that's kind of where we're at um we get like a Finally, in between all of this advantage talk, we get a little bit of gameplay on Ua, um, where Shan is giving a confessional about Brad trusting her because Brad basically spilled all of his beans to Shan and said Shan is the uh, the evil Hummer that I hope we never hear again. I, so I, I'm with you. I, I really didn't, uh, didn't like that. And uh, <laughs> Brad basically reveals everything about all of his advantages to Shan. Uh, and Shan is like, hey, I, I trust this guy. He trusts me. Clearly, uh, we might be able to go far together. Dun dun dun. Uh, so that's uh, that's what we hear from from Shan this episode. What did uh, what did you think of that? You know, a little bit of uh, you know sunlight poking through the clouds. Some actual survivor in in between all this advantage talk. Um, uh, I like it. I mean, obviously, I like strategy and all that, but I do think there's too many people telling everyone everything they have uh i think that's should be considered like the survivor golden rule if you find something and in in some cases some people find things and it's you know you can't hide it two people find it or whatever but if you find something and no one else knows about it shut your mouth literally there's no reason to ever tell anybody anything yeah i guess you want to you want to gain some trust do it a different way don't reveal something that could bite you in the butt at the end of the day, they're going to turn around and vote you out as we see keeps not keeps happening, but it's definitely in the, in the air of something's like, Oh, well, I know they have this, well, we got to get rid of them. Yeah. And we definitely, it's funny because we get a little bit of JD and Shan action later in the episode about that exact thing yeah. about JD saying, Hey, like it's on survivor. You shouldn't tell people about your advantages. And of course, as Boston Rob would say, loose lips sink ships. Indeed, he would. <laughs> yeah. He tweeted it, I believe, <laughs> after the premiere, after there was a lot of loose yeah. lips going on. So, yeah. all right. So now we're on to, we're back to advantages now. No more gameplay. And we're <laughs> on to the summit. Uh, this one with, you know what? I will say um, the Brad weekend at Bernie's slash Ferris Bueller uh, situation of him making a fake brad bananas I, was entertaining it i was think funny. he might have seen it based on the, the edit, edit but... made it seem like yeah it. <laughs> or at least he was like woke up he was like what is this dude doing and he's right. going right back to sleep like i don't think it was necessary but it was right. funny this scene had very cool we haven't gotten a lot of night shots this season we got some at the beginning with liana which was cool um but this was really interestingly lit and the way it was edited it was it was really striking yeah um if you really knew it was to pay time to pay attention something's happening listeners go back and just watch this clip if you have time because it, it looks so cool the way they come in on the boats and the that was the dim cool lighting. that was cool very cool um so you know some good comes of advantages <laughs> So they all sneak out. Um, the other two, I don't think were very eventful. Um, they meet up with the opposition. And here we have possibly the summit of the three most paranoid people in the <laughs> game of Brad, Sydney, and Tiffany. Tiffany needed to 
relax. <laughs> she was, I was like, yo, just calm down. What are you, she's like telling people what they're going to do. I was like, well, calm yourself. I don't right. like that. I don't like that. You don't know these people. And she's coming in and she's going, so you're going to do this, right? Right. You're going to, you're going to take the tarp. And I'm like, dude, I was, I, I was them. I would do literally the opposite. I, mean, I would do anything to make sure Tiffany didn't get anything after the way she talked to her. Shan. Wow. Not Shan. What was it? Sydney? Sydney. Sorry. Yes. Excuse me. This I felt, and I'm, I, I'm curious to hear your thoughts. I thought this was the most interesting of the logic games so far. Most they definitely. got very close, very close to what I would think would be a fair game that actually merits a, it's a difficult choice. This one could still be gamed. It was like a little bit they're missing. I'm curious if you had any thoughts. I definitely saw that it was a more um, intriguing type of decision. There was more to lose. You could, you know, it wasn't just like, if you pick tarp, you get tarp. It's like you can lose tarp right. and get nothing. And then, you know, someone gets the uh, well, steal vote, right? Um, I can see what you're saying. It definitely can still be gamed, but it's not as safe as just protect my vote. I don't have to worry about anything. I'll, I'll keep my vote and nothing bad happens to me. But, you know, tarp, because I think also, I, did, did Sydney tell anybody? I thought she was the only one that went there completely um without sharing the information um i believe no it was brad did not share oh brad did share with shan because i thought it would be because i thought what i was thinking when i watched it i could be wrong but when sydney if she had got the tarp i was like well that was seems like a predicament because then all of a sudden she has this tarp and she didn't tell anybody she was doing anything right you might lose a little trust being like well you could have told me that you're going to this island yes that's a good point actually i didn't think about i will say so if I may offer to the Survivor producers a quick fix, I know the season's already been filmed, but a quick fix for this. <laughs> they might do this I again. think it would have been more challenging for the players and slightly more entertaining, maybe high stakes, if instead of having, if even one person picks um, picks the extra vote or the steal a vote, I'm sorry. Steal a vote, Ugh, the worst. Um, so complicated. <laughs> if one person picks the steal a vote, but the other two pick TARP, the tarp people should win. That should be a majority. So if two or three people pick tarp, those people get tarp, and then the steal a vote person gets nothing. Yeah, I mean clearly, it's clearly the producers want somebody people to, to have these vote. advantages. Right. That's the core of these. And I feel like what's frustrating is the producers give these people every opportunity to do things like this, and very seldomly do they either do it at all <laughs> or work. Like I was just um, talking to somebody about the super idol never been used right i want it to be used never. so bad and no one has ever successfully used it there's been plenty of opportunities to do it and then but you know two people have the two halves so it's like they can never cooperate enough to do it and it's like i would love someone to use it have a great blind side with that if i'm not mistaken there have been four instances of this specifically i'm getting a little historical here four <laughs> actual super idols one of which was the co-wrong combined and yes combining it um so terry they knew he had it, so they just didn't vote him out because right. they didn't want to risk it. Right. Uh, I believe was it Yule or Ozzy who had, I think. Oh, it was Yule because he used it to. He did use it to get Jonathan on his side, but he didn't actually use end up it using it because use it. nobody was going to vote him out because right. his alliance was in control till the final four. Right. Um, and then Tony, you know, he threatened to use it, but they didn't actually vote for him, so he didn't need it. And then, of course, the co-wrong was the closest we got where Ty just needed to hand it over and he just didn't do That's it. That's the one on my mind specifically where yes. he just, where they were so, so close. close to using it. He just didn't do it. Boy, that would have mixed up. That, that would have, exactly. Correct me if I'm wrong. Was the first ever immunity, hidden immunity idol or, or like hidden, you know, idol that no one knew who someone had, was that played after the vote originally? So the, the that's like technically that. the second version okay. of the idol. So the first one was Guatemala, uh-huh. where Gary found it, but uh-huh. he could only play it at that tribal. It was right. probably the weakest idol ever. He could only play it at that tribal. It was before they even voted. So it was basically like a second immunity necklace. Oh, okay. But then that te- the Terry super idol, that was the second one. And the, what makes it super, of course, is that it's played after, after the votes are read. So there's no risk. You just hold on to it, and it's a get out of jail. It's just literally the best thing ever. Right. Yet no one has ever successfully. I, I thought we were going to see one maybe ghost island or even winners at war just there was so many twists yeah. and advantages in the mix it just never came up yeah i can't imagine the frustration of these producers <laughs> when these people do, like nobody don't use it. these cool things right. all right so um 
we end up with, and we find this out when they check the tree mill, uh, Brad and Tiffany choose the steal a vote. So both of them are given that advantage. And Sydney chose the tarp. So she gets nothing. So this is what I'm talking about by gaming. Sydney basically said, hey, I'm in a good position. I'm not worried. I don't need this thing. Right. Let me establish a social bond with two members of a different tribe, even though her and Tiffany clearly don't get along, but logically yeah. it makes sense. And so when we merge or we swap, maybe I have that person because we already had kind of the, not just a conversation, but I gave you something. I said, hey, I'll take the tarp or I'll say tarp. So I get nothing and you guys get something. That's cool with me. I'm in a good spot. I think that was probably the smart move in this case for, for Sydney. Tiffany, bad move uh, when she says, so you're, you can't risk your vote, <laughs> right? And she goes, oh no, uh, I can. I'm going to go for the... And then she goes for the tarp anyways. Right. Why are you being dishonest to these people? Yeah. There's no reason that that's another, you know, it's an example of playing too hard for no reason. Just being a, I mean, it, you know, super fans run into this a lot of like, I want to do, I want, I want, I want to play the game. I want to do big moves. Like you said at the beginning of the episode. And it's like, sometimes that's, it's not time for a big move. It's not time to do strategy. It's time yep. to take a step back and just talk social bonds. There's no need to get crazy. Yeah, some you know a lot of people go home and because of it early on. I'm I'm quick to criticize these people, but I probably would do the same thing myself. To be honest, know, to be, I'd be it's, so it's, excited, it's, yeah, so hopped yeah. up on adrenaline, so sleep deprived. I would absolutely do. I mean, some of yeah, these I know it's easy, it's easy to to watch and say this, yes. but I know if I was there, I'd try to be Russell, and I'd be like, I'm so I'm gonna backstab, I'm gonna do all these things, any opportunity I had, and then it would get me in a lot of trouble. All right. <laughs> yeah. So if you're keeping track at home, listeners. Currently, what we have is two people have a one-third idol and cannot vote, that being Xander and Brad. Uh, Brad has a steal a vote. Um, Xander has an extra vote. And uh, Tiffany also has a steal a vote. No, Tiffany has nothing. Correct? Tiffany did try and get the tarp and she got nothing. Brad oh, that was Sydney. Tiffany, the one from Yassa, the yellow. Yeah, no, I think Brad's the only one who got a steal vote, correct? I believe Tiffany got the steal vote. No, she took. She did take tarp. She yeah, she took tarp because that's oh, what I was talking about. Why okay. I was like, she literally. See, I can't even keep track, and I'm doing a show she, on. Yeah, this. she's on the island telling <laughs> these people, no, I'm going to take the steal vote, and then when it's time to go, she goes, nah, I'm taking tarp because I don't feel comfortable. And it's like, well, why didn't you just? talk to these people honestly what was the right. point of they're not on your tribe you don't yeah. need to deceive them well, you I know i don't i'm not a big fan of tiffany if you haven't uh, noticed i'm i'm you know inclined to agree with you uh not a fan of her gameplay so far definitely she seems like she definitely has the the christine shields markowski like long island attitude which i like in a character but in terms yeah. of her gameplay uh it's not really doing it for me she's not impressing no all right so danny before we get to this immunity challenge i okay. have a very important question for okay you. Do you like broccoli? <laughs> this twist, if you call it a twist, I don't know. This part of the advantage is so absurd. I don't, yes. I can understand that the point is so that people catch on, I guess, so that people are suspicious that what, what's going on. But I'll tell you, I'll, I mean, I won't say it's the stup one of the stupidest moves in the history of the game, because that's a little crazy. But why did Xander say it again? Why didn't he wait for the second person right. to speak? I mean, I guess Jeff sets him up. It's Jeff's fault, let's be honest. Because yes. Jeff goes, Xander, what do you think about the broccoli, <laughs> basically? And so Xander thinks, oh, Jeff wants me to say it, obviously. Yes. But why would you just wait for the second one? Because now, now you're going to have to say it three times, Xander. What are you yeah. doing? He's going to sound like a... Like this one, he covered so up pretty well, but he's he going to sound like a lunatic. If he I'll it give again. it to you. He did, did do an all right <laughs> job of covering himself, but but come on, man. If, yeah. if you're not already on to catching on to this you're not really paying attention That's something's going on yeah i i will say behind the scenes and some former castaways have tweeted or, or posted about this in the last day or so that they are on those mats for a while it's kind of like tribal council where jeff asked them a lot of questions yeah. you know they i, I know that it, for the challenge they have time to ask questions about the challenge and kind of get run through it and everything just i've so always wondered that because he goes any questions or whatever and just nobody asks and yeah goes, no let's go we'll, and i'm like we'll i would have questions sometimes right. like well jeff i don't know <laughs> Um, but yeah, the broccoli phrase, I, I believe last week I talked about big brother and it definitely seems very big brother esque. Like they're trying to get them to say something goofy for yeah, TV. I'll give you, I think Xander's is, you know, it's silly, yeah. but it's not that crazy to say, <laughs> yeah. but Brad's is why, how like Xander, I think he did an all right job the first time of getting it into conversation and, and right. everyone laughed, but it, cause it was silly, but it wasn't like 
well, that's weird. But Brad, well, the <laughs> dude couldn't even say it. Yeah. <laughs> like, no. well, uh, definitely. Uh, and he, he kind of butchered the phrase. So the question is like, would how, they have how accurate do you have to be to what was on the parchment to activate the idols? Do you get tree mail saying they're active? Do you have to go to confessional for, is it again, yeah. it feels like you're going to the diary room for another for someone to tell you, yeah. and you get an envelope. Yeah, an envelope so right. how do you, I mean, that I kind of felt that way about the, the tree mail and honestly, all these advantages, I mean, I can't even keep track of them clearly. And I have notes and I'm yeah. doing a show on this. I think that people in game changers were a little premature on naming the final six tribal advantage getting because this Danny, this feels like advantage getting. Yes, but now let me ask you this. I mean, I guess they do reveal it. So Xander has an extra vote, but he can't vote at all. So he can't use the extra vote in right. place of his vote. He cannot vote. So he not only does vote. he lose his vote, he, he is unable to put his pen to parchment. I, that was a little confusing. I'm I, glad I, that Brad yes. cleared it up. Or they yeah, added exactly. I didn't know that until, I didn't know for certain until they said that. But I think it should have, I think Xander should be able to use that extra, because hmm. why, why he can't, he has an advantage. It's not his vote. They take his, instead of having two votes, it's, it's kind of, he loses that advantage essentially by using it as his real vote. Right. So I don't know why he is so handicapped to not have, and he can't, I mean, I mean what? It's I mean, pretty dramatic. It's pretty, like, I think it's, I mean, it's interesting. It's very interesting that you, he's, he's just stuck with this until it's activated. I thought like it's, there's no way to like get rid of it. I assume like can maybe, that's the beware. Yeah, exactly. Once it's open, it's open. That's right. It's a tough one. Yeah. All right. So we get to the challenge. Uh, it's not nothing out of the ordinary. The rope swing part, of course, is the uh, Angelina Memorial section. Um, she is not dead. Uh, it's a reference to that gif of her, you know, stretching yeah. for the rope. I will say I would have smoked it. Yeah. I would have smoked that rope yep. challenge. Love it. Looks fun. And uh, so we get a, a shocker right luvu kind of just breezes through the challenge uh you know some i don't know who that was though on the sit-out bench i mean um erica was there but who was that woman standing next to her i you I, know i don't know i'm not too sure but uh, maybe you, we'll find out let me ask you a question about that because i didn't notice this are they not doing back-to-back challenges anymore of sitting out well, they, they have been kind of because she set up two... off the reward challenges so it better but it's still back to back challenges the... right Technically, Typically, it's only the same well, episode. Well, definitely, but and, I meant because um, I think it should still. I think it should still be in effect because sure. it was it was a strategy a strategic concept of you can't sit out back to back, so you will set you out now. We'll set you out because I, I I think it does put you like like Sandra, where she would just sit out whenever she could. That just puts you know gives your tribe basically an advantage when you can sit out your weakest person no matter what yeah and that's i, I mean you can see they, they're dominant i think logistically they have it reset after tribal because you don't know who's going to lose the immunity challenge and therefore what if you end up having to sit three people and that's like too big of a you know what i mean like it's i guess a little that's too a big. good point the it's very rarely actually come up as a plot point i think cures versus villains was one of the few times where they really the villains really wanted the reward and then were kind of punished for it because they had to sit they had to play Sandra Courtney in the right, immunity challenge instead of Parv Danielle. So, um, did you see? I'm not sorry to sidetrack real quick. Second, but Sandra's going to be on Australian Survivor. Yes, so it's it's speculated. Oh, it's speculated. It's, it's not. not nobody's okay. confirmed that Sandra is going to be the second U.S. Survivor player to join. Who's the first? Australian Survivor. Russell Hance. Did he win? Uh, oh no, no, no. Spoilers for the first episode <laughs> oh, of Australian Survivor. Oh, no. I think it was 2019. Uh, Russell voted out with an idol, not in his pocket, but around his neck. Classic stuff. Wait, what? I'm the greatest American player of all time. I'm going to show these Aussies how to win Survivor. And he's voted out first. He found an idol. He was voted out second, but it was oh. in the premiere. But he found the idol literally yep. within like three days. Yeah, he put it around his neck and said, I'm not going anywhere. And they voted him out anyway. Listen, I will. I like Russell. I'll say that. I do like <laughs> Russell. But I, and I will say he changed the game. He, he's the first person to ever look for idols without clues. Change, literally changed the game. Say what you will. But and that and that shows better or for worse. Well, and yeah, I guess it's true. And say what say what you will, but that's pretty impressive that he found that immediately that quick. But (laughs) come on, man, what are you doing? Play 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 smarter. Sorry for the sidetrack. That's all right. So (laughs) at we're at the challenge, and um, there was a uh, water portion. There was a rope uh, kind of portion where you have to balance and go between the ropes. And uh, Tiffany had a little bit of a struggle, but she managed to come through and. 
let's I, let's silent clap for the survivor producers everybody there was no puzzle on this challenge <laughs> incredible i will say tiffany probably had a little extra adrenaline boost when she realized i can't i can't do as bad as i did last time yes and she pushed through and i'll give her credit for that because she definitely was struggling but she didn't do it as bad as i thought i was i was fully expecting it was going to be another blowout and 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 sorry yasa was not going to be uh in it right we see that that's not true and then we get another interesting bit at the end we get um i didn't realize that philadelphia 76ers ben simmons uh was on this season uh for those of you who are nba fans uh Ben Simmons has not had a very good first couple seasons in the NBA. Uh, and so JD, uh, you know, tries to kind of oh make yeah. some trick shots and even his own tribe is like, JD, stop it. Yeah. No NBA. Yeah. Jeff <laughs> says it. I think Jeff goes, we're going for style points, but that's not going to be enough or whatever he said. And I, I love when Jeff, Jeff's a savage sometimes. And I love, him. right. <laughs> He's so and, mean uh, sometimes. Of course, uh, as is tradition, on this season, Luvu kind of runs away with it. And so we got Yasa and Ua at the end. And Brad did his best. He threw those beanbags with his, uh, he put all his heart into it, but he just couldn't overcome the de- deficit. And Ua is going to lose the challenge. They lose their flint. They don't get any fruit, any of that delicious looking Yo, fruit. Stealing their flint is straight, like <laughs> so savage. Like, I mean, I love it. I love it. Yeah. But it's like, like, why would it you think they were sitting around and the, the producers sitting around and Jeff's there and they're thinking they're throwing stuff at the dartboard? Like, what are we what are we gonna do this season? And he goes, Hey, let's take this. <laughs> they're gonna sleep with the, oh, fire every night if they can't win. Oh, we'll take the flint away every time they lose. See, that's an example of a simple and interesting and new yeah. twist that you don't have to keep track of in your head. Nope. It's you just they lose the flint. It's punishing, Same. it's because of the fast game. I like it. I think I it's a little mean. It is mean, mean, but that's why I like the mean. I like no rice phenomenal yeah let's bring it back and I, I i i don't remember this they say something about the first season they had like canned food is that true i don't remember that very little i think just so they didn't die, die. Yes, yeah. um it was it was the have, bare minimum yeah but they didn't have because i remember rice used to be a reward yeah and then all of a sudden they just were giving them rice it was just, you always have rice except like oh my god what when was, they run out what's the girl who Jatia? who was like i i asked jeff for for more rice oh angelina yeah she acted like that was the greatest move someone has played when she was like she kept well she gets the final three right and she you or, or she gets close i forget but she acts she, that's like something she's saying to the jury like i got jeff to give us more rice and all <laughs> i was like yo jeff will do what jeff wants you had no say he you didn't get jeff to do anything jeff was like, oh, I'll give you more rice or whatever he took from them. I forget if he took something from them, but like Jeff had complete control of that situation. You didn't like negotiate with Jeff. Like Jeff wanted anything from you. Like I, hate, I was not a fan of that. That's two Angelina references this evening, <laughs> listeners. So um, I, I think Angelina, if you're listening, uh, give us a follow. Listen to our, <laughs> our podcast. We're, we're big fans over here. Um, so that is actually, interestingly enough, she has the distinction of only the second worst rice negotiation with Jeff Probst because, of course, the uh, Hunapu tribe famously ate way too much rice and screwed themselves and they had to give up like all of their stuff. So, yeah, <laughs> don't don't negotiate with Jeff. It's not going to go well for you. Yeah, no, no. All right. So we get back to Ua. And Brad feels the pressure. He says, listen, I'm on the bottom. I did my best today, but I'm going to, I'm going to go back to the same, the same wheelhouse I've done twice before. And it has not worked. And I'm going to say, here's the weakest link in the tribe challenge wise. It was JD. Why JD? Oh, he did the trick shots. He put, he puts up, but he doesn't shut up and it, it just didn't work. So he goes, you know what? JD is going to be my target yeah, tonight. That's stupid. I, I agree. Sometimes the weakest link is the smart way to go. Like with Tiffany and that challenge, but in a challenge where like, you can't blame like the people who do the puzzles and stuff, puzzles are di- like the physical stuff in your waist and you're losing time. But at the end, when everyone's together and it's just, you know, basket throwing basketball, like shots or puzzles, you can't blame those people. It's it's that that's just, nobody's good at that. I mean, some some are, but you know, what I mean, it's it's just about chance, really, opposed to like Tiffany can't get over a beam or whatever. Right, that hurts you. Try it. Yeah, definitely. And um, you know, that's so that's Brad's plan. And uh, the editors are going to give us kind of a direct segue into 
why this might be, you know, it might be a possibility. Maybe JD could go home. Uh, he gets literally caught with his pants down, Danny. Yeah, that's what I was talking about earlier when I said JD was one of my favorite players, and then he did something stupid, and this is it. <laughs> <laughs> he he just his his extra vote is just sitting laying out of his undone pants. Button your pants up. Rookie mistake. What, rookie like 20 below, years of wisdom. Below a rookie mistake. <laughs> Go to the bathroom and pull your pants up. Yeah. Why did he walk back with his pants almost like unbuttoned, still falling down? I and then, know. you know, he he loses the secret of his extra vote because of it. Yeah. He uh, he's playing sloppily in more ways than one. That's real, for sure. Real sloppy. So yeah, he they see the advantage and chance like, dude, what the hell? Uh, what's what's going on here, JD? Like, what's this thing? And you didn't tell me that makes it even worse. And JD even says to her, I know that this is even worse. Not only that I didn't tell you, but then you caught me with it. Very rarely, it happens all the time when someone finds something. And then there's the occasional, you know, you go through the person's bag because they're dumb enough to leave it in their bag. But in recent seasons, everybody's smart enough to like bury it somewhere out in the jungle. Yeah, absolutely. Very rarely after you've had something for like more than an episode, does someone catch you with it? Almost never. Yeah, unless they unless you leave it in your bag and you go somewhere and they like go through your bag, which is scumbag tactic. If, I, if you ask me, I don't like when people do that. But but yeah, I got no sympathy for him. It's yeah. legit stupid. But for on her side, she is being a little like a little unreasonable when she's like why wouldn't you tell me like you're playing survivor you know why i didn't tell you you shouldn't don't be mad about it i mean you'll be mad about it because you want him to feel bad but like come on he he has no reason to tell you and you know he doesn't have a reason to tell you i wouldn't be mad if somebody kept because that's what you gotta do you don't that's like i said golden rule do not tell any if you can get away with not telling anybody something do not right and and honestly that was you know that made me madder than uh, the genie kicking that that piece of wood after the challenge. My that was my favorite genie moment of the episode, folks. Uh, hilarious! She got so mad, she kicks it from the the sit out bench. Just cracked me up. All right, so now Shan is saying to Ricard, "Hey, I I'm not so sure about JD. I don't know if we can trust this kid anymore. He didn't tell us about the advantage, and it had to." you know, part of it had to be him being so sloppy with it because other people who they're, who is not in their lines could see that advantage and use it against them. So it's not just a matter of trust, but seeing that this kid is so reckless, uh, I could definitely see Shan's train of thought. Like, can we cut him? Do we really need him? Would we I rather keep Brad? That's definitely something that always should be on your mind when you're playing is when you see someone that you trust or whatever, but they do slip up like that. Like, like, like when in the previous episode, when, when, when Tiffany was like, oh, we, uh, she was so paranoid, the paranoia, if someone can't hold, hold like their own and be can, like calm and, you know, like JD, not slipping up like, like a fool, frankly, I think that's you got to cut that. Even if you trust them, they can blow up your game. They can flip. You don't know. They, they're literally wild cards, wild cards, excuse me, especially with people who get paranoid because paranoid people are probably the worst to be working with because they'll flip on you just to keep themselves. So you got to get rid of paranoia, I think is the biggest factor of what you got to get rid of. Right. And he gives a, he gives a confessional JD. He knows he's in trouble. (laughs) He, to add just to the, the crap uh, kind of motif of him, this episode, you know, he was using the bathroom and got caught. And now he's talking about how everything's crap. The fan is made of crap. The crap is hitting that fan that is made of crap. And uh, that's, that's exactly what he said in his confessional. He realizes I'm in trouble. So he makes probably the, the big moves, the biggest move. And he goes, hey, Shan, here's the, adv- hold on to this. I trust you. Classic. I'm move. not using it tonight. What did you think of this? I'm, I'm intrigued. I always think it's a bad move, frankly, usually. Because in usual circumstances, it's not really... Um, it's not called for. It's not needed. But I think in this scenario where he got caught like this and he wanted to build that trust back up, I think it was actually a smart move, especially because I knew he wasn't going to use that tonight and he wasn't going to probably need it. So I think why not do it? But in like usually they they'll, people will just give it to people. And usually it's stupid. It's like you're giving it to your – you don't even realize you're giving it to your worst enemy. 
You know what I mean? And and do you think <clears throat> we've seen this before where people have handed advantages or whatever over and it has been tried to be played against them and not they haven't been able to because they technically isn't theirs. Right. I'm like, do you think this is a case like that? Could she have used that, do you think, or no? Um, it doesn't say, but traditionally extra votes have been non-transferable. I think so. Yeah, um, I, I don't think that there's ever been a time... Um, if I'm not mistaken, most advantages like this aren't transferable. Not transferable. Uh, usually it's, it's just idols idol, and then the legacy too. advantage, but that's transferred when you go home. Cause that's what I was wondering. So what if, so do you think if JD left, do you think it was her, would you think she would have gained the ownership of that? Um, it didn't, they didn't clarify yeah. in the confessional. We didn't actually see the text yeah. um, unless we saw it in the first episode and, and somebody has a screenshot somewhere. Right. But um, for, as far as I know, um, it would not um transfer and it would just be a dead advantage okay. if i'm not mistaken um but you know i might be wrong I, i'm just speculating based on history yeah so shan gives a confessional um and she's like hey like listen this is a difficult choice i've made emotional connections with these people this is the tribe during the premiere that said they didn't want to vote anyone out because they're like a family uh, um, i didn't like that and <laughs> so Cop up. you know i, I think I want to say this is a great move from JD. I I, I, agree, I normally err on the side of caution. Like it's not good to advise that you give up things and hand them to other people. I mean, look what happened to Sandra and winners at war. I mean, I know what, that was terrible. Um, you know, I, I think if maybe if, if the sign of Brad had more fire tokens, maybe he could have survived the fire episode. <laughs> awesome. um, no, but I think regardless, uh, it was Brad. I mean, it was four to one or three to one because one person can't vote. Uh-huh. Um, oh, wait. Oh, because so Jeannie must have voted with him because Brad can't vote. Right. Interesting. So Jeannie's kind of on the bottom. That's a real bummer. I think she, 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 yeah, she's definitely, that's not good. She said something, I forget, a tribal that insinuated that she is. I need Ua to, yeah, her and Ricard kind of, um, Oh yeah, you know, I didn't there was some know that. I didn't because oh, Jeannie, I think, voted for Ricard the first. Oh right, tribal. he said you spelled my name yes. right. See, now right. that's another thing that I understand. I understand like the the you wrote, you wrote my name down, so now I don't like you. Mm-hmm. But also, it's like whatever, it's Survivor. Yeah, you know what I mean. She didn't vote you. It wasn't personal. You know what I mean. It was like she clearly had some wrong information or whatever. Right. Or actually, that was a crazy tribal, wasn't it? Everyone was walking around talking. Yeah, yeah, that was so the she live was just tribal. Probably just like well throw down whatever it is. Oh, live tribal is the worst you don't um, like them no oh no did you <laughs> yeah I've, i talked about it before on the show oh, on the first one, um yeah. and i don't want to i don't want to rehash but not a fan of live tribals um but anyway you do prefer if jeff had put the kibosh on that like sit down didn't he used to, he used <laughs> dig to dig deep sit down yeah what did he say hold on he said we're looking i love you we're looking for one more i love when he screams <laughs> that but, but, but uh but was did because obviously that didn't used to happen right Live tribals. It when- started with that horrible game changers tribal where JT got up. And it was the double tribe, right? Where it was the two tribes in one, and Malcolm went home. Um, Sad. We have a lot of game changer spoilers tonight. I'll just put a full spoiler so we can just yeah. talk. Don't, um, I mean, if you're this, if you're watching this, interesting. It's too late already. Yeah, but- uh, we spoiled. <laughs> That was, a te- that was a terrible tribal, and I hated it then, and I hated the result, and then on uh edge of extinction they did it like every other tribal and then there was the julie i'm jumping ship yeah i do like i do like a live tribal sometimes interesting but i do i do not like when it's like every single time they do it because and i wish and i understand jeff loves it but like jeff exercise your power be like no no stop at least no getting up right you know whisper to each other that you're next to each other or whatever but but don't people getting up and like whispering in people's ears. That's a little crazy sometimes. Right. So this tribal was, uh, I mean, it was fairly obvious that Brad was going, I think JD's move to give up the advantage because he really didn't need it. And I mean, who knows when Chan's going to give it back, but if she gives it back the next time he didn't lose anything. All he did was gain trust. Yeah. So I liked that move. I don't think he really gained trust though. I don't think she ought <laughs> to trust him again. I well, think, I think that was just a power move. I think she is just straight. I think straight up she'll, she'll, play with him but i think once she gets the opportunity she's, she's cutting him. Mm-hmm. i don't think she really wants to play with him anymore after that especially like, like you said swapping game move i wouldn't trust somebody like that somebody that's gonna give give that away to the whole tribe because you get your pants caught cut, cut, cut around <laughs> your ankles quite like almost literally i will say it's very clear that shan is in by far the best position in this tribe 
Um, people, people, all of them like her. Uh, Ricard and Jeannie have kind of a beef. And then JD has kind of gotten himself in trouble a little bit. So I think that Shan has a lot of the power on this tribe. And she definitely is wielding it in a responsible way. It's not like she's going power hungry and she's making Ricard feel like they're like a duo. She's connecting with Jeannie. She's connected with JD. Um, I think Shan is playing really well here. And at this tribal, um, you know, there's not a whole lot. They talk about kind of the alliances and trust versus not so much challenge performance, probably the least, uh, you know, challenge performance based tribal of the season. Um, but uh, one thing I found interesting was JD. He talks about living through his heroes, and he, of course, names the trifecta of golden boys. Uh, Ozzy, of course, Malcolm, and, and Wu, who is definitely the third member, and not Joe or JT, um, of those golden boys. Definitely it's Wu. Everybody thinks golden boy challenge beast. Wu is like the third name that comes to mind, right? I love Wu. I'll tell you, I love Wu. I can't, I can't be mad about it. Me too, but Even I, I, I agree. I agree with mixing what you're up his archetypes. I agree here. with what you're saying. But I do love All right, so time to vote. Uh, Brad, of course, gets up there and cannot vote, and it ends up being a quick three to one. And Brad, uh, unfortunately, goes the way of uh, of being gone. Unfortunately, sad, sad. I, I loved, liked Brad. I loved Brad. I wrote in my notes. Um, Brad loves it. He was when he found that in the confessional after he finds the advantage and he's just like, Oh, I love it out here. This is just the greatest. He was, about, <laughs> he was talking about how, how much fun he was having. I was like, I love it. It was a contrast to JD saying, I don't want one advantage. I want all of them. And I'm like, Oh, he's such a new school yeah. player. Very yeah. Gen yeah. Z of yeah. literally all the chat. Yeah. I was like, what do you, <laughs> I can't wait for season 47 millennials versus Gen Z. It's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, uh, pretty it was an interesting episode a lot of the time i mean i'm just looking at my notes here a good over a third between a third and a half was devoted strictly to advantages two of which were brads who went home and they're now inconsequential so why did we spend so much time on them that's the question yeah well that's a good question i mean i think it must be just because they need they want you to think i think they, they want you to think brad's gonna like keep these and he'll go far they don't want you to think he's gonna go home you know but i mean this literally is like what i said earlier is he went home basically because he told everybody he had these advantages for some right reason. uh and he says it himself in the in the confessional after the fact he's like i trusted the wrong people i played a little too hard and it's like yeah you there was i understand the excitement like like we said we we, we wouldn't we'd probably fall into some of these mistakes I'll tell you the one mistake I would never make is telling somebody you don't know these people <laughs> you think you trust these people and you're having fun but these people are here for a million dollars don't share information you don't need to share I don't right. understand like I remember in your last episode you talked about Evie just telling Deshaun everything yeah why loose lips sick shit <laughs> <Amber. laughs> yeah literally to, I mean I guess she gained his trust mm. but she could have gained his trust with one piece of information sure right there's no and it's like same with brad brad tells her she he's found it and he goes oh yeah and guess what and he i got a second thing too mm. why at least, at least if you're gonna share share one that's enough that's there's no need to keep to share everything you have especially when you're in a situation like this we have two advanced two 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 things yeah no, definitely. And definitely the sloppy play continues, maybe not as bad as the premiere um, between oh. challenge performance and sloppy play, but definitely um, we've got some stuff going on. So very briefly, uh, we'll talk about the, um, you know, the preview for next week, which I think gave a little bit more than we got the last two previews, which is good. Um, we get some stuff from Luvu. So it seems like maybe Luvu will have some actual, you know, gameplay this episode. Well, it seems like they're going to uh, maybe throw a challenge. Oh, did you hear that? Always a bad idea. Well, that's what I was going to ask. I was going to ask your opinion on throwing challenges. <laughs> Very yeah. rarely, except in that one China situation where they were literally opposing tribe members. Um, throwing a challenge is almost always a bad plan. Um, it just, just doesn't work yeah. out. I think it, in theory, is smart sometimes. If you yeah. if you can trust your whole... But all, all I know is, all I can remember is everyone is like, when they're going to throw a challenge, it's like, Oh, we're throwing it to get rid of this one person. Yeah. And then the person whose idea to throw the challenge, they go home. Yep. And it happens. It happens. And it's, I don't know why 
Dude, it's, I, I, it's, it's again with this telling too many things. Do these people watch Survivor? Like some of them might not, you know what I mean? Like I, <laughs> there seems to be a good amount of fans this time. I will say. Cause, cause I, the funny thing is my friend, he's watching it for the first time ever. My roommate, oh. you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Uh, it's very interesting to hear his takes on things while he's watching it, being someone who's never watched before <laughs> and he'll say things and I'll go, Oh no, that's not, that's wrong. That's incorrect. <laughs> like when Nasir, the first episode, I'll tell you an example Nasir when he sees Danny and Deshaun going off and looking for idols. And then he immediately tells the rest of the tribe. He, my, my friend goes, Oh, that's uh he goes, Oh, snitch. You can't uh, get rid of him. And I go, no, 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 no you no. must tell. Every, if you see people going for idols, you tell everybody yep. that they're going for idols. That it's is, that's textbook. All right. One. So let's do our weekly swap speculation. We have one tribe with six people and two tribes with four people for a total of 14. So the realistically, the only swap option is two tribes of seven. You really can't do three tribes of four and two to exile, or I guess you could do a summit or something, but that'd yeah. be a little bit me, strange. Now, this is what I was thinking, because I am I was already mad about when they got rid of Voce and they mm-hmm. got rid of the other guy. I forget his name already. Brad. Brad. <laughs> uh, not Brad. No, the first guy oh, was Brad. Uh, Abraham. Abraham. Yes. So they're getting rid of strong players on that mm-hmm. tribe. Now, what I would love a season, it would be difficult to do, I know, because because what they're thinking is, they're thinking swap. We, we'll, the, we'll get to the swap. We have enough people to burn that are strong. We can lose forever and then just swap and we'll be mm-hmm. fine, which is, again, stupid because then you'll be on a tribe with, you're not the majority. You'll be kicked off again. Another reason why that strategy is stupid. But I would love the producers to do like a three tribe season and they just let one tribe, if the tribe's losing, they just let that tribe yeah. become a, if they go the down three to one tribe pro- seasons, usually have at least one swap. Yeah. But I would love quickly. if they went down to one person and they go and they do like gladiatory, like every tribe puts up one person because there's only one <laughs> left. And if that person like loses, Guatemala. Yeah. If that yeah. person loses, they just straight go home. Or I'm sorry, Palau. No. Stephanie LaGrosa on the brand. <laughs> they just get no, no tribal. You just, you're the last new tribe just to burn that whole tribe and be wow. gone. I think that'd be an interesting twist. Yeah. And I've always said this too. I don't know if it'd be smart. It would be interesting. I think is if you swap every challenge, what do you think about that? Huh. That's one way that would go. be, you know, you'd have your, you'd probably get on a tribe. Think with of the you know. buffs, Danny, how many buffs would burn they waste? And I'm, I've been, I'll say yeah, this about the swap watch. What'd you call the second swap speculation, S- swap speculation. Yeah. Excuse me. I will say I'm, I'm jonesing to hear Jeff say drop your buffs. It's my favorite thing. Could get two tribes of seven. It could happen next episode. I think this might be the only opportunity to swap because at 13, it's tricky. And then really they've been merging at 12. I mean, it's a new formula. Maybe they'll actually go to 10 and have a jury of seven. Um, They could have, you know, pre-merge people on the jury as well. They've done that a couple seasons recently. So we don't know. Again, this is a new era. It's a new brand. They could do anything with this. Yeah. I'm definitely interested to see if, sorry, I keep, I forget the names. I'm not as good as you. What is it? Yasa. Yasa? Yasa. Yasa. Like NASA. NASA. Yasa. <laughs> yeah. Sorry if I've mispronounced that. Um, I'd love to see them keep losing, uh-huh. but I don't want Xander to go. Right. But and I, he will because he has no vote. So. I get he, well, that's the thing. Speaking of which, how does that work? That's what I was just to say. So when they, when they do swap. Yeah. What if, I mean, say Brad, does he never get his vote? Exactly. But what if, say, say Brad had stayed, does, and Brad and Xander go on the same tribe? Mm -hmm. Well, they just going to have two over there? Well, now Brad's gone. I'm assuming they'll rehide it. I assume they'll rehide it. Someone from blue and green will have to find it. And the green person is going to have to say the same broccoli phrase. And that's going to be even crazier to be like, why? So, (laughs) so Xander's screwed. I think until until unfortunately until something changes. Like yeah. I'm so interested to see what'll happen down the line with swapping and merging because what beach will they go to? What like when they swap? What if what if Xander goes? If the swap happens, Xander goes to the beach where the one that still is, and he is right. both. Does he got to say both phrases? What does he do? Like this is a very it's, unclear. It's very unclear. It's very, very interesting. It's very complicated. I think it's. I think I do enjoy that they're getting punishments. Yeah. But I do think losing your vote is a bit harsh, especially mm. with how long it seems that it's going to take until Xander can get. I think. I'll let maybe like you lose your vote for like a couple tribals, like just have a no vote. Yeah. Xander can't do anything like that is that's so brutal right 
So before I, I'm going to, we're going to get a little bit meta here for a second, just briefly before <laughs> we get to our, our winner speculation, because now that we're in, in deep four people are gone. We're getting a little, a little down the road. We're going to start doing that. I already did my winner picks at the beginning and spoiler alert, one of them went home second. So <laughs> I'm not very good, but we're going to do it. Get a little meta here about the, the show survivor and how it's, it's how it works, how it's marketed because they seem to be trying to appeal to casual fans. They're trying to appeal to children. Um, if you look on the TV guide, it even says like kids 10 to 12. Oh, um, the game they have the, the game. game within the game. They have I a new that era. They want, they, it's, there's two seasons on Netflix, which is obviously the most used streaming platform. And it's what two seasons? of the best seasons. Kagayan and Heroes vs. Villains. Oh, great picks. Heroes vs. Villains, great. Of it's course, great. Amazon, um, you know, the CBS one, Paramount Plus, and Hulu have seasons as well, but but Netflix is huge, right? So they're yeah. clearly trying to get over the pandemic. There's new fans. Then why are they making it so complicated yeah. and so hard to follow? I have a casual fan mother uh-huh. and I, I watch with her sometimes. And I watched this most recent episode with her and she was completely lost. She yeah. couldn't keep track of it all. I can't keep track of it yeah. all. Yeah. What are they thinking? I think they're getting a little gung-ho, a little crazy. I don't, I appreciate what I do love about this game is that they do change it season yes. to season. There's yes. always new stuff. It's always evolving as Jeff will say, but I don't think this is the right way to do it. So, so much, so fast. Mm-hmm. Like I, I mean, I do love it, but I understand, I can see that a casual fan is not going to, like I say, I watched with my friend who's first season, the <laughs> amount of things I got to explain to this dude is right. crazy. And I'm caught and I'm, constantly pausing it to tell him things from past seasons that you might have to know because i'm like oh my god i say so 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 ozzy so yeah, did yeah, this I'm, yeah. I'm so, so it's like so these the, with this twist with the three idols that'll get i'm like so usually so so someone maybe will be two halves of an idol or they'll just be an idol hidden and you get it and then you have the power and then i'm talking about russell i'm like so actually so russell changed the game like i said earlier and, and, and you didn't have, used to not have to look for them you just get a clue and you it'll make your head spin yeah so it, much it, it's it's all right. Speaking of, of head spinning, uh-huh. I want to hear who you think is playing, who, who you think is in a good position right now and who you can see going the distance. So if you have to pick one name, if you want two or three, whatever, who, who do you think is going to be sitting in that final tribal and can get those votes? So okay. Far? So I think I, even though I don't particularly agree with the game she's playing right now, I think Evie is a smart she's a smart player evie evie excuse me i thought you said two evie. v's i wrote what, how you spell her name e-v-v-i-e evie yeah evie i said that evie again. evie two v's hard v i'm sorry evie <laughs> so right. i'm sorry evie if you're listening evie sorry excuse me i'm telling He's you from boston I, he just pronounces i'm saying wrong. i think you're gonna win so i think you should you can get over it oh. <laughs> i think she's i don't agree with the, like some of her moves but but seeing her mindset and the way she's making these decisions, I see that she can get there if she decide, if she makes the decisions, you know, a different way sometimes. But I do think, and I think in her own tribe, she's sitting pretty right now. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a chance that she goes home before mm-hmm. the merge, at least until a swap, I should say. But um, I like Danny. Okay. He has the same name as me, so that's pretty sweet. That's pretty <laughs> of sweet. Course. But um. <laughs> but I think I do think he's good. He's a compies. I think he is the archetype of a guy who can win, who has right. who has won, you know, the kind of like that's why I said like Xander, I said he won't win. I don't like usually young, athletic, charismatic guys, they don't win. They they've mm-hmm. seen his threats always. Ozzy, Malcolm. Oh no, he can win a challenge. For some reason, that means he'll win the whole game. Right. And I gotta get rid of him quick. But, but I think where Danny is different is he's he's 33. He's he has older. some world experience. He was on a, a, an NFL football team. It's hard work. Yeah, you have old. to learn to work with people. I, I think I'm I'm high on him. For me, I can't pick someone from Luvu because we have not seen enough gameplay. We just have. That, well, that's what that was what I was gonna say. I like Danny. I'm using that because I like him and mm-hmm. I think he can win. But again, I haven't seen any strategy from him. I haven't seen strategy from any of them really. Right, because they haven't gone to tribal yet. You can't really make an assessment of those people until you watch how a tribal goes down. I was just saying that on based on how like he's my probably one of my favorites so far. I do like Xander again. I don't think he'll you know I don't think I don't see him winning, but um, JD, I love him. <laughs> I love him. I love him. But he you know he is sloppy. Uh, throw out some. Who do you who do you like? He's all you like. So Jamie. you got Evie and Danny, or your, your I top two. think. Evie's 
Danny's who I want to win. Evie is who I think has a good shot at winning right now. Okay. You know, my opinion will, I'm sure, change as the, sh- the season goes on. But, um, like, what's her face? What's the humming girl? Oh, Shan. I think Shan also, yes. I see her as... You these players who 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 I'll call them Adam type players. I don't like Adam. I don't think he, <laughs> Adam I, Clyde. Yeah, Winners versus Gen I X. think he plays. I think one of his dumbest moves was in uh, Winners of War when he betrayed Rob. <laughs> uh, I like Rob. Obviously, I, I'm biased, but Boston. I think I think he he's he's like the he is the like poster child of someone who's like i want to play the game i want to make moves right and i think that's a like one he won so you know it worked for him but i think that's a dangerous way to play i think it can get you far obviously but i think it it's a fast and loose kind of game and you got to get lucky a lot of the time for for your choices to work because you're betraying people constantly you got to hope that the people you're betraying are the right people to betray the people you're telling the information to aren't going to take this information and use it against you right but so Shane, like my saying is Shan and Evie, I think are also, I think they're pretty similar. I would say in their strategy, their strategic mind, okay. how they're thinking. So I think she also has a good chance, but yeah, we'll see. I, so I'm going to stick with my original pick and I'm going to say Deshaun. I, I like, like Danny, but I think Deshaun has a little bit of a leg up. That conversation we ha- he had with Evie, they definitely were, were very- There's a lot of good information. He has the information, but I do think that that is a potential alliance at the merch. And I can uh-huh. see them recognizing, say uh, Danny gets voted out for being a challenge threat or maybe even idled out because him and Deshaun seem pretty tight just based on what we've seen from Luvu. I can see Deshaun and Evie having that civil war at like seven or six- uh, almost like akin to like the Zeke David from Millennials versus Gen X. You think they're going to go against each other? I think they're they're going to recognize, hey, we're the top two. Even though we've been aligned, it's time to to betray mm-hmm. each other sooner than say like Tommy and Lauren, who really should have done it earlier. Um, and I can see, I don't know who's going to come out on top, but I think it could be Deshaun. He's got that charisma. Uh, I I'm going to say he's going to go deep. I think Evie will go far as well. Um, Liana, I think, is in an okay spot. She's a little bit emotional. She's very young. Maybe doesn't have. Fully the chops. We'll see what happens Which at one? the merge. Describe her, uh, sorry. Liana on on Yasa. Um, she opened the episode. Oh, she, um, she's uh, million dollar mistake was the name of the episode. She said that. Yes, yes exactly. Okay. Um, and then from Ua, I love Jeannie. I don't know if she's getting a, to speculate a winner's edit necessarily, <laughs> or even has that right archetype. That's what I was. You yeah, never know. She's she's not. It's, it's not, an not outside chance. Um, I will say. I like Ricard, but he definitely jumps off the page as a mid-merge villain that everyone teams up to I, get rid of. I definitely see <laughs> he has very strong opinions, and I think strong opinions can get you in trouble in Survivor yes. when you won't, you know, then he won't. He doesn't seem like the kind of person who will play someone's game. I think if he doesn't agree with them. He's they're dead to him, and he's gonna. Everyone will know it. I think Shan is not necessarily the better player of the duo, but it's definitely the the one who's going to survive long term. Absolutely. Of that duo. So I've got Shan, Deshaun, and uh, I suppose Evie um, are my potential winners right now. I think Evie's interesting because I can, like I said, I don't agree. I think she's making some sloppy moves, but I see the good player in there, which is interesting <laughs> right. to me. All right. Well, Danny, thank you so much. Thanks for for joining me. me. It was great. Do you have anything you'd like to say to our listeners or anything you like to plug? Anything at all? No, I got nothing to plug. Okay. You, all right. <laughs> well, everyone, thanks for listening. Uh, follow us on Twitter at twist the letter N torches. Uh, you know, if you like what you heard, uh, subscribe so you can come back next week. I will say and, this. Uh, great, great name for this podcast. <laughs> thank phenomenal you. name for this podcast. It just came to me. I, it's phenomenal. All right. All right. Signing off. Uh, thanks for listening. Take care.